You're listening to WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. Media on the Radio is a podcast that features conversations with media professionals. Our guest today gives a lot of insight into how to break into the media field. What advice would you have, if any, to, to people, especially young people that want to build a brand on social media? If you're going to build a brand, stick to the brand, decide what the brand is going to be, um, and not change the brand a million times. How I create on social media or how I kind of decide what I want to share on social media comes from that background in journalism. At 15, I walked into a, a newspaper. I said, hey, I want to work for your newspaper and every day. I would come in after school, get off the school bus at 2.30, and I would watch them work, and I would ask questions. And I would say, hey, you just cropped that. How did you do that? Or you just placed that image. How did you do that? You can go to waitwhatpro.com to find past episodes of Media on the Radio. Plus, subscribe on iTunes. This is Devin Gallagher, host of Media on the Radio, and thanks for listening. Somehow or another, there's there's a group of, I'd say, three or four people on social media that um, I follow pretty religiously. And I think a lot of people have those kind of three or four people in their newsfeed right, right. <laughs> that provide them a lot of entertainment. You kind of have a couple of different buckets of folks on social media, right? You have the folks that are, you know, sharing their their life story on a daily basis. I'm going to the mall. I'm going to grocery shopping. I just got home. I'm watching TV. Um, and then you have those folks that, you know, their their newsfeed is full of, you know, this is my world. Here are my children. Here are my dogs. Um, you know, here's my job kind of deal. Uh, and then you have the folks that they don't post anything. They're they're there just to be entertained by by social media. And I think that I sometimes fall into that last group, uh, the entertainers. Someone once told me, they said, you know, you kind of have a uh, a diverse um collection of what you post. So it's not just sports. It's not just politics. It's not just uh, pop culture. It's kind of a, a combination of things. You create your own posts as well as your, your own content. Is that correct? Right. I do create my own content. So I've done graphic design for the last 20, 20 years or so. How I create on social media or how I kind of decide what I want to share on social media comes from um, that background um, in journalism. And so working at a newspaper and kind of you know, picking and choosing what what content's going to be out there, kind of how it's created, kind of gotten to this point where uh, folks will send me uh, memes or, or different posts, or they'll uh, commission me to to an extent to say, "Hey, I have this idea. Do you think that you can create it?" So, you know, when um, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, t- uh, had uh, uh, Tim Kaine on as her uh, running mate, you know, someone immediately thought George Clinton. Uh, Big Daddy Kane, can you create? And so I went and created. Here's, you know, Clinton Kane. Here's the ticket that you can believe in. Um, but kind of, you know, kind of playing on um, the actual ticket and then using some of that pop culture and and things to kind of put it in there. Have you had a, a meme? Because one of yours, I think your slogan is "I'm just here for the memes." Right. Has one of your memes gotten a wide distribution and gotten out there? Part of the reason why I put. Um, you know, I, I either uh, kind of put my social media tag on, or I'm just here for the memes. Um, is because there have been times that they've 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 uh, kind of gotten a life of their own, and you know, I I'll post it on you know Instagram, and then someone a week later will be like, look, I saw it here, here, and here. Um, and so there are times where things just kind of 
kind of get away from you. And I think, you know, so like the crying Jordan meme is, you know, probably one of the most popular memes that are out there. It's also the most overused, right? So it's like, okay, everything can't be this meme. But there have been times where I've used it, you know, strategically for, you know, something, you know, that it needs to be used. You know, here's a sad moment. Um, and so here, here it is. And so there have been times where, you know, uh, Twitter has spread it or, you know, I'll uh, log back onto my Facebook and something has been shared, you know, a hundred different times all over the place. Um, and so it's, it definitely has a, it's had a life of its own. And there are times where, you know, I'll see someone else's and, and I'll share that. And then that becomes, you know, has a life of its own. It's funny because everyone talks about wanting to grow kind of an audience on social media. And, and once you have a following, you can, you know, there, there's a lot of potential to, sell or sell products or make money with with that following what advice would you have if any to to people especially young people that want to build a brand on social media if you're going to build a brand stick to the brand decide what the brand is going to be um and not change the brand a million times so when i first uh joined social media um you know my facebook instagram and twitter were all three different um things so they were not connected at all. So my first Instagram was Q the Baker because after Envision and after some other things, I kind of went into working in the bakery. So that was, you know, Q the Baker. But then you'd go to my uh, Facebook and it would be, you know, my family. And then you'd go to my Instagram and it was uh, something completely different. So, you know, I made a conscious decision to say, hey, all three of these things need to be one. Not that I'm sharing the same information on all three and sometimes I do but you need to kind of decide what identity you're going to have. And so, you know, you mentioned, I'm just here for the memes. You know, I use the hashtag, like it's going out of style because, you know, I want to be able to kind of refer back to it, you know, so you hit that hashtag and you kind of come back and see um, that information and, and, and you're able to kind of pull that stuff up. So I would say, you know, decide what you're going to be and, you know, what brand you're going towards and kind of push that brand, but then also making sure that the brand is, um, universal, right? So I used to use the, the uh, uh, Twitter handle, uh, Throat Chop You. And so Throat Chop You was like, you know, I'm going to say crazy stuff all the time. Um, but that didn't really have a universal approach. And so I changed it to allegedly Q because I use it. To, I say allegedly, of course, all the time, kind of this play on, you know, here I Photoshop something and is it real? Is it fake? Uh, allegedly it's real or allegedly it's fake. Um, and so once I switched to allegedly uh, Q, then I was able to see and, and uh, folks kind of uh, gravitating towards it in more of a universal way. Um, and so, you know, there was a, um, there's a TV show called the Carmichael show. And so one night I'm watching the show and I'm doing a, a live tweet of the entire episode. And so I'm kind of, you know, uh, they say something and I either respond to it or I, you know, say it too. And, you know, with uh, captions around it. And so one evening I'm sitting home, uh, and this is probably two weeks after the show that I had, uh, tweeted about was on and someone texts me and says, Hey Q, um, you're in this Carmichael show promotional promotional commercial. I said, what? And so he sends me a screenshot of the, the show. And so here it is, you know, something that they said that I happened to tweet and there's allegedly Q. And so to me, it was, Hey, you know, if I was throw chop you, that would have never happened. What about building an audience? I had somebody on talking about, you know, that done a lot of social media video 
you know, he had everything from millions of views on a on a video that you know Ellen tweeted, retweeted, and things like that, um, to more kind of direct videos geared towards a very small group of people. Um, what would you say is your audience, or or if you consciously have thought about building an audience? My audience is kind of a, a combination of folks, and I try to rally that audience in different ways. So, you know, if I'm sharing, you know, information about, you know, again, uh, you know, the presidential election or a sports event or something that just, you know, crazy that happened in pop culture, um, then I can also use that or kind of um, pull that audience back in for things that, you know, are really important to me. So me being able to, over the last uh, two years, rally my audience in social media to, I think we're up to about $5,000 that we've raised for autism, right? And so I'm able to use that um, that audience that's looking for that content that, that enjoys those uh, comical posts and memes and, and, and that original content um, to say, hey, this is also something that's really important to me. I'm here for the memes, but I'm also here for um, this, this thing. Um, and so I think if you're only speaking to your audience in one tone where it's, you know, come and buy my product, it kind of gets um, uh, buried a little. And people are like, well, every time this person is on social media, they're asking me to buy something. Or every time this person on social media, they're bashing this person. Or every time this person on social media, they're sharing just their music or just their event. And it's not kind of uh, encompassing a lot of different um, things. That's really interesting that you say that because I, I talked to somebody that that runs a um, really big nonprofit Facebook page. I think the algorithm has changed a little bit because, you know, it's always kind of changing and everyone's saying that do this now, don't do that. Um, but at the time that I talked to him, he said what they would do is they would post a bunch of inspirational quotes <laughs> and the numbers would go through the roof. Um, and then they would hit them with what they called the broccoli, which is kind of the message that they want to send and they want to cause somebody do something or, you know, give money or whatever it is, or the, the information that they really want to send. And it's interesting how you have to kind of hack the system right? <laughs> because you can't, there's no kind of direct, direct marketing in a sense. You, you really have to be providing content that people want to see and then retroactively try and hit them with, or, or indirect sales, I guess it would be called. Right, exactly, and I think that's the, and it's not, you know, it's kind of what I, what I've found, right? So, you know, I've been on Facebook or or um, Twitter or wherever else, and someone is just constantly promoting just their service, which is fine, right? And that's, you know, it's kind of part of, you know, what what's been done, but you're kind of, you kind of feel that you're just being, you know, talked at. Uh, and you're not, you know, kind of involved in any conversation or, or any of those things. And so, you know, I'll post something one day and, you know, it's a few likes and then I'll post something else and it's a few hundred likes or um, I post something and it's one comment and you post something else and it's, a, you know, a dozen or so comments. It all depends on what, what you're posting and, you know, kind of how you're, you're speaking to your audience. And so there are times where, you know, I'm very – I'm very conscious about how much I post and I'm very conscious of what I'm posting um, because I don't want to alienate um, anyone, but also don't want to, you know, kind of censor what, what information I want to put out there myself. But then I also don't want to inundate anyone with, you know, here's a hundred posts from Q today. It's like, Holy cow. 
Um, you know, that's, that's a lot of information for someone to try to consume because in most cases, people are enjoying social media in their downtime. So if, you know, 100 posts are, is on their timeline from you, you know, you're kind of um, drowning out everyone else. And so there, there's actually a, um, so one day a year where I feel bad, but I also love it, is my birthday. Every year I say, hey, for the last two years, I say, hey, instead of sending me, you know, just your standard happy birthday um, post, I want you to make it into a meme. And so it's become like this great meme challenge where people are, you know, they're posting. And because they're posting, you know, everyone's posting an image and you have, you know, friends in common, you know, this post will show up. You know, it's on people's timelines and people are calling, my God, you've, you know, taken over my news feed for the day because everyone's posting, you know, memes on your, your page. But that was kind of a, you know, it happened one year by mistake. And then the next year, you know, I... I've kind of, I kind of promoted it, you know, for a week and a half. Like, hey, this is the day. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of interject a couple of, you know, my own memes in throughout the day. Um, you know, just kind of a, uh, kind of a call to action. That's funny. I, I went to school for, for journalism and, and communications. You know, so it was, a, it was kind of an entree of video editing and shooting, Photoshop, a little bit of web development, that sort of thing. All those different skills. I remember, and I'm sure a lot of people that go through communication degrees get get this, where they create something in Photoshop, and it kind of, or get the the general tools. Like I'm I'm a kind of a generalist when it comes to Photoshop, but I know my way around it. And you know, the first time you learn that you can kind of crop something or or create a mask and move things around, I think the first thing that I created was a picture. Uh, of a landscape with 20 pictures of myself having a party. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Can you talk about how you got into graphic design and what, what would be helpful is what kind of skills you see or what kind of softwares would be good for people to learn that are, that are in college now? Right. So uh, graphic design for me started at 15. And so originally um, kind of growing up, I wanted to be a writer. So I wanted to write for a newspaper. I wanted to do uh, screenplays. I wanted to kind of go into TV and uh, production. And so at 15, I walked into a, a newspaper, just opened up a community newspaper, had just opened up an office um, three blocks from my house. And so I walked down one day and I said, hey, I want to work for your newspaper. And so the publisher, who is, you know, 20-something years later, is still a great friend and mentor, um, said, sure. You know, you can you can work for the newspaper. You know, there's no application, no interview. It was just, yeah, if you want to work here, you can work here. Uh, and so the first couple of uh, weeks, my job was to input press releases. And so as a 15-year-old input press releases, this was, you know, you know, this was a, a job, but it was also like I'm typing. You know, this wasn't exactly what I thought of as, you know, working in the newsroom. But this was, you know, kind of the stepping stone. And so I sat really close because it was a small office. I sat really close to the graphic designer who did all of the ads and the other designer who laid out the paper. And so I watched these guys every day. I would come in after school, get off the school bus at 2.30, and I would watch them work. And I would ask questions. And I would say, hey, you just cropped that. How did you do that? Or you just placed that image. How did you do that? Or how are you, you know, taking that background out? And so I just kept asking questions. There was an evening um, where the, the guy who was in charge of layout, his, um, his mom, um, 
was uh, on her our deathbed, and so it kind of comes to the moment where you know she had passed away, and we're all you know like, oh my God, you know his mom passed away, or felt really bad for him, but we also had a newspaper to put out, but no one to lay out the newspaper because he had you know gone off to be with his family, and so we had a decision to make whether this paper was going to come out or not, and so I said I can I can lay out the paper, and I was sixteen. And so I laid out the newspaper <laughs> um, and the paper went to press with a 16 year old at the, the helm. Um, and uh, it was probably a month or so later, uh, this guy decided to, that he was going to leave the newspaper. And so at 16, I was promoted to, you know, laying out the newspaper. <laughs> so I'm a high school student and here's this newspaper with a 27,000 um, uh, wow. copy distribution. And I'm the guy. So I would get off the school bus at 2.30. And at this point, we still a weekly newspaper, so I would go up to the, uh, the school bus at 2.30 every day. And it would work until my mom would call the newsroom. And she would call, it'd be 11 o'clock, and she'd say, hey, you have to come home, you have to go to school tomorrow. And so in between laying out pages and inputting press releases, I did my homework and, you know, kind of did other things. And so when I graduated from high school, I had a, you know, I decided I wasn't going to go straight to college, so I had a full-time job at a newspaper. And so, you know, Really, how I learned was by being on the job and just clicking and hitting buttons. Um, and then, as YouTube came along, it was go on YouTube and Google how to do a you know such and such filter or how to do a mask or how to do whatever. So, really, the school's great and it, and it teaches you a lot of things. But the the way that I learned and learned the best was I just hit buttons. I just. I just moved the mouse and I wanted to do something. I saw something. And so I went and found out how I could do, you know, that, you know, so how, you know, how can I take this person's face and put it on this person's body? Like I need to know how to do that. And so, you know, it's spent an hour kind of going through different tutorials and looking and, you know, it's like, okay, this doesn't look as great as this and let's try it again. And what about this angle and, um, and all the other things. So I mean, that's kind of, that's, that's really the story. How did I, how did I get there? It was, it was almost a mistake. You know, it was just kind of like I was in the right place at the right time and I asked questions. Right. It's funny because that you say that because I was just talking to a friend of mine. I used to work at Arlington Independent Media, which is a public access channel in Arlington. And we work a lot with youth. Um, and in Arlington, you know, it's, it's a really good school district. And um, there's three kids that, that were, that are seniors now that were, you know, been through our doors a lot and had classes in, in video production and, and they've made tons of films throughout high school. And it's almost to the point where, you know, talking to them and they sound so professional, they're working with clients already. They're, they're 17 years old and you almost want to say to them, you know, maybe just go part-time to college because right. <laughs> they're so advanced and they already have all the skills, that, especially if, you know, if they were to send, be sent to like a community college, maybe get to get some classes, but they'd almost have to go to a, to a really advanced program or else they're just not going to really, I mean, you can get contacts and I don't, I don't want to take anybody's, you know, the pleasure of going to college in general away from anybody, but it's almost, you know, you you, got, you already got it. Just, just get out there. You know? Right. And that's, and that's really what it was for me is I, you know, when I went to, when I went off to community college for a year or so, it was really to kind of get some additional things in. So I went and I did, you know, some communication class. I did some other things. But 
you know, I remember um, it might have been my second year out of high school. So here I am, 19, and, um, you know, the, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I, we had an intern that wanted to come in and work for the summer, and so he'd gone off to school, and he was in his third year um, in graphic design. And we sat next to each other and doing, you know, command this, shift that, command option this. And he's like, what are you doing? How, how are you doing those things? Because what he had learned was the very standard, you know, you go to the file, you drop down, you go over to view or edit or whatever. And so he was going up and doing all of the, the long ways of doing these things. And, you know, this is three years later in college for him. And he had never like, experimented outside of that comfort zone. And so for me, it was a lot of experimentation that allowed me to, you know, kind of learn. Some of it was trial by error. So when I go back and look at that first newspaper that I laid out where I said, oh, yeah, I can do it, it's probably um, the worst work that I've ever done. But at the time, it was what needed to be done in order for us to have a newspaper out, in order for us to meet, you know, the needs of our um, advertisers and, and everyone. So two quick questions to finish up. Uh, first off, what makes a great meme? Is it timeliness? What's what's most important? What would you say, and this is probably a really hard question to answer, but what would you say was your favorite meme that you've seen or that you put out? They can be pretty specific, but, you know. Oh, that's a great one. Just something that was just too perfect. One of my favorites that, that I've done um, would be, uh, there was, uh, the, the president is, um, you know, Netflix bought the rights to this movie, Barry. Right. Um, and so here they are going to do, you know, it's a movie about the, you know, when he was at NYU, uh, or I'm sorry, at Columbia. Um, and so here's this great movie. It's going to be on Netflix. So immediately I went back to thinking of, you know, making a murderer. And so I said, making a president would be funny. So I find an old picture of, the president, I find a new picture of the president, and I kind of do the the merge of the two, and you know that kind of had a nice uh, life of its own on the internet because it was timely. Here, here Netflix announced this. I have an image. It's 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 up and away. Well, that's great. It was good to talk to you. Can can you let uh, the listeners know how they can follow you or how they can reach out to you on the social media? Uh, on both Twitter and Facebook, I am. I'm sorry, on Twitter and Instagram, I am allegedly Q. So allegedly, and just alleged the letter Q. Um, on Facebook, you can find me. It's uh, facebook.com backslash quadjay, Q-U-A-J-A-Y. Nice. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate your time. You're listening to W-E-R-A-L-P, Arlington, 96.7 FM. You can go to waitwhatpro.com to find past episodes of Media on the Radio. Plus, subscribe on iTunes. This is Devin Gallagher host of Media on the Radio, and thanks for listening.